What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast. I am Becky Yelly, um, pretty much filling in for Mr. Harry Glantz. He normally runs the podcast, but we got an amazing crew. I'm excited that we have, we're going to be joined by the one, the only, Nicole Elizabeth out of Lux Group. She not only is an amazing person, but she is literally transcending not only in social media, but she is in the top 15 women of EXP total. And um, we love being in line with people like that. So Nicole, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's actually top. I'm the number 14 person oh. out of all the individual individual agents out of EXP Realty in Michigan. Oh, so- see, thank you for clarifying me. So you're not only, so we're breaking those glass ceilings because it's not a just, it's just, we're just top producers up in here and that's all that matters. <laughs> so I love that. A lot of houses. <laughs> all right. I got uh, Harvey Glanz or Harvey Glanz, Harvey oh. Free <laughs> and uh, John Cole with me today too. Um you know, so we're going to kind of be getting into it a little bit with Nicole, who's been very busy today. I think we're probably one of three stops, maybe one of two stops for you. And we we thank you for being here. So um, we got a top producer. So I want to get into it with you because I actually was on a call that you were just on talking about kind of where the real estate thinks things are going, right? And what people are planning for um, as far as on your guys' side on how to set everyone up for success, not only for your production, but in turn, how that sets up our clients for success, right? So the biggest thing right now is the shift, right? And if you're talking about the shift, you already missed it because it already happened, right? So a lot of people were caught off guard because they weren't um, looking down the road. They kind of were just looking at their noses and now they're kind of scrabbling a little bit. So um, with you being a top producer, period, what have you been doing that's kind of just this ebb and flow as this market rapidly changed to make sure that you didn't miss any strides? I, I mean, I think we saw the writing on the wall a while ago. You know, we saw the the prices going up and up and up, and these buyers are being priced out of neighborhoods that they should 100% be able to buy in. Um, so we could see like that was happening, and then we could see as things were kind of you know changing with the interest rates, the you know prices of everything going up, things just really started to shift. Um, a lot of my buyers backed out of the market. A lot of people just said, whoa, whoa, I'm not doing this right now. Um, and so I have lost a few buyers that way. Um, but I have gained a lot of people who also see that the this is a benefit to them. While they're, you know, while the interest rates may be on the high side, they're seeing less competition. They're seeing their offers being accepted quickly, being able to get concessions for stuff, closing costs. Um, people are willing to do repairs. You know, we're not throwing everything, including your firstborn child at a house in order to get it now. Um, we're back into more of like a what I would call stable market. Um, this is my fourth year in real estate, and this is what it was when I started. Like it, this was the normal market. Um, what we saw the last couple of years was like total abnormality. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that I would actually almost prefer a market like this, um, and that's just my opinion because you're right. It was it was fantasy land what was happening. The rates were fantastic, yes, but at the same time, at what expense were the buyers? you know, being completely priced out and a first time home buyer didn't even stand a chance. And um, did you lose a couple of people? Okay. But I feel like right now, and um, I want John to kind of comment on this. I'm not really losing buyers right now based off the rates. It's almost like they don't even care. It was more so people were concerned about the over asking and the funds for closing versus their concerns with the payment. Yeah, and I don't disagree. I mean, we've we've been saying this for a while. We've been thinking it for even longer <clears throat> that these type of markets will weed out 
the uh, people who don't know what they're doing. And whether that be on the mortgage end or the real estate end, it's going to happen across the whole board. Um, do I like do I like rates in the low sevens to mid sevens? No, uh, but we've seen it before. Uh, we've seen in the year two thousand, Harvey, I, Becky, I think, was uh, we were writing loans at nine nine and a quarter, and you know the rates came back down. So we just got to focus and emphasize that whatever rate we're getting you into, we're doing it for your best interest. And two, it's not your long term rate. You're not married to your rate. You you can refinance when rates come down. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that are doing some advertising, which I think is amazing advertising, targeted advertising. But it's it's just it's like uh, what's it, Captain Obvious? You know, oh yes, of course you can refinance when rates come down. But they're not, we can't guarantee that rates are going to come down in the next three years, like other companies are. But if rates come down, we can refinance you. We can look at zero cost options, uh, buying points at that time, whatever the case may be. So you got to just talk to the professionals and make sure that you're getting all the information. Right, Harv? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll let you guys keep going here with the questions. But positivity is our, our approach with our referral partners. That's the key is our customers are just focusing in on all the important stuff now about home ownership. And, of course, the roles have flipped at the market flipped. And now the sellers have to listen to their agents, just as the buyers had to listen just a few, it was about six months ago, Nicole, where we were telling our buyers, yeah, let's hurry up and get this house before these rates even go up, even in May and uh, June of this year. And a lot of them did take that great advice, Nicole. I know you were pushing, you know, come in strong, 10,000, 15,000 over, get that house, take advantage of the market. And now that, that role sort of reversed over to the other side. So definitely a little switch there with the listing agents. Uh, having to have some power and say, look, it's a little bit different marketplace than it was last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it was, tough. it was a tough market then. I mean, as an agent, you had no life. Your life was real estate because you could not, and and, and uh, like mortgage brokers and lenders and stuff too. It's like, if I need a pre-approval and I need to update it, you got to do it now. We don't, we can't wait till tomorrow. We can't wait till Monday. We can't wait to see that house. We have to go right now. So now where we're able to have a little bit more flexibility, I don't have to like, you know, throw my kids in the back of the car and run to a showing, you know, because the house came on the market five minutes ago, you know, we actually have a little bit more um, leeway and a little bit more flexibility, which we all need. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's actually been a better service for these buyers. Cause like you're talking about, like, they don't have to go in and be like, hurry up. We saw this online. You got to make an offer. And then we're going to see it after the fact there's a lot of sight unseen going on and people were getting just burnt out. And I feel like the ones that are kind of back in the market right now, they're serious buyers as much as they're serious sellers, but this market, and I want you to touch on, it's not just one thing, right? It's not a sell, just a seller's market, even though it is a seller's market, right? Because this is this weird animal that most of us haven't seen where I've been a part of many market shifts and seeing up and down and rates like, like John was mentioning, but to see where it's still a seller's market, but buyers can dictate what they're getting. You know, I have probably three to four full 6% concessions on an FHA transaction that we're closing this week because they didn't qualify for the down payment assistance programs. Money was a little thin, but we found those perfect homes for those buyers where we're able to kind of dictate price and what their terms were, which is actually really, really refreshing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, you know, it's it's been great to be able to get people under contract on houses that they probably wouldn't have been able to a couple months ago. And, you know, they're, the rush and the the buyer's remorse, you know, we have a little bit yeah. more 
flexibility where these buyers aren't rushing into everything and then just bending for every, you know, all these things like, you know, it didn't matter if I had mold in the attic, you know, they weren't fixing it. So at least now we have that flexibility there. So we had a, I had the pleasure of joining you um, for what where it was, was built in August, oh, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, you know, and what you guys are doing, your your brokerage, the overall, like, you know, feel of it, not just brokerage, but EXP in general, you know, how you guys are getting that collaboration over competition. And I feel like right now it is that old school mentality, but it also meets technology, right? And you actually speak often on the leverage of social media, right? And how you're able to stand out. But I feel like in this market, it's going to be it's really going to be a little bit of that old school, but also leveraging technology. So as far as like, if someone is reaching out to you as far as buying or selling with them, like, what are you doing to advise them to actually get that market value? Because most people don't know. And most agents, um, they got into it because they thought it was easy, right? They don't know that the average market, you know, a house could sit for 30 days and that's a normal yeah. thing. I think the first thing that I really started doing um, several months ago was just setting the expectation up front, like, you know, being very honest. And and I mean, I think that's one of the things that I, I really try to push to my clients. Like, I'm going to be very honest with you. If I like, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm just going to let you know, there is a solid chance that we may be on the market for 30 days. It might be two weeks. It might be five days. I don't know. Right now, this market is in this weird transition period and it could be multiple offers. It could be one. We just have to be flexible and we have to really um, set those expectations with them about, you know, what, what could happen, you know, what they may be looking at. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people understand that the market has changed. So they're a little bit more apt to follow my direction and listen to what I'm saying. And, you know, if I see, a, I, I just had this, a house um, in Chelsea a couple months ago that um, there's a couple houses in this beautiful neighborhood, uh, but they weren't selling. And my house sat on the market for 20 days. And, you know, even with staging and, you know, open houses and marketing and all that stuff. And it's just setting these expectations. Like, here's all the things I'm doing. I'm not letting, I'm, you know, trust in me that I'm not just putting your house on the market and walking away. Here's the things that I'm actively doing to help get your house sold because it's not like it was, you know, we couldn't just throw the house on the MLS and it's sold in 24 hours. This is, we have to prove to them and show them these are the things that we're doing. So I try to be very open and upfront and set those expectations with my clients as sellers. And as buyers, you know, I'm kind of doing the same, just saying there's a solid chance we might be able to get you know, some concessions or closing costs, or at least get some repairs covered. Um, but we just have to see what the situation is when we actually put the offer in. We have to see if there's any other offers, because at that point, we may be put, putting an offer in over asking. We may have to do these things in order to get this house. It depends on how much you love it. And we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, talked yesterday at a buyer seminar for like two hours, right? And um, it was really interesting, you know, when I was, you know, kind of going through the motion, you know, like not through the motions, but individually speaking to them. And I asked them, okay, well, what has been your hindrance thus far, right? Why, what was it keeping you um, from purchasing up until this point? And some of them were, we just got that rent letter and it's going up and I want to now, you know, I'm renting this house and I know that I can buy a house and, you know, they're understanding that there's opportunities later on. But a couple of them were saying that the over the asking price was very intimidating for them. And, you know, kind of to the point that we're talking about earlier, where it's like, 
you know, the buyers right now, they are understanding that investing in their self and their own wealth is better than investing in somebody else. And, you know, it's you're looking for your forever home, not your forever loan, right? You're going to refinance those up, you know, those things. But it's also more so than not, it's the lender, both real estate agents coming together because there was a long time in this market where um, in this industry where it would almost be like buyer side versus the seller side and you go to closings and everyone's got to be separate and all the things. And what I think is really refreshing about our generation of real estate is we're seeing that that way is done, right? I feel like the combativeness and what is really setting up our people for success. And I know um, Harvey can attest to this is people that can reach across the aisle, shake the hands, kiss the babies, run through all the different scenarios ahead of time. So that way, when Nicole, when you're getting our buyer, you already know I need concessions. This buyer needs concessions, right? This buyer has this amount of money to work with and we need to make it happen because affordability is a is a huge concern yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Doing that with my brother right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to jump in. I like the face-to-face -face, uh, is back in vogue again and meeting people face-to-face -face and having this positivity in today's marketplace, whether you're a buyer, a seller, or even a loan officer or a real estate agent, I think that's the constant that we have to keep in today's marketplace. And I'm seeing more and more that I'm glad Becky continues to bring that up is that this collaboration has become the new way and again, having great people and great communication will always really work good for a lot of uh, people buying their first house. I still think, and we're always stressing, get knowledgeable about this process and get that really strong real estate team together. We do see a lot of amateurs in the marketplace. They're starting to talk about 2-1 buy-downs. Look, it's a seller's concession. It's been around forever. If you, That's the beginning of the conversation. When we look at families and sit down with buyers, we can come up with so many great ways they can save money, whether it be a 2-1 buy down or simply taking these seller's concessions that are back in vogue. And we can use that money to either fix up the house or keep that money in their pocket where they can pay off a credit card and really save some real money that they're paying on something else entirely different from the actual mortgage. Yeah. The unfortunate thing, though, is like John mentioned, it's like you have this like you know, uh, I feel like buyers and that's why like anyone that's like listening right now, I mean, you definitely need to make your phone calls and you can't fall into the trap of just the advertising. If someone is leaning with an arm or they're leaning with these two one buy downs and they're not really explaining what does that mean short term, long term to you, then you need to kind of pivot in a different direction. Um, it's OK to get a second opinion because just because you saw it on TV, it doesn't mean that that's something that's for you because they're lacking the knowledge of what that means for you in two, three years. What is that extra money that you're bringing to the table? What is it going towards? And I feel like there's just a huge gap in the proper conversations. I mean, so, you know, to all the buyers that are listening to us right now, you know, if you're ready to have the conversation, start with the conversation. But if someone is pressuring you, you got to do this, you got to give us a $500 application fee, you need to pivot away from that. And, you know, even if you, you know, like we're big on, even if you don't use us, we're going to advocate for you. We're going to advise you, but we don't need to work with you. I'm afraid. I'm not afraid to say no, I'm not, no one's desperate here. And I know Nicole's the same way, right? You got to have those hard conversations. You have to align yourself with people that are going to advise you because you can get totally lost in the sauce. And there's more times than not that I wasn't the first call, but I was the last call because it was a totally different experience, even after the a deal fell apart at the table. And I still came on board. We got it done in two weeks. But because experience does matter a thousand percent in this market. And um, I've actually been waiting for this market to come around probably since 
you know, like 2013, 14, because this is a market where those true professionals are always going to shine. And the ones that got into it, like you, like Nicole, like that thought it was easy. It's not, it's not easy to be a constant top producer. Okay. You can be like this, but when you can find that straight line, like all my counterparts, you know, that is really what matters and, and who you got to align yourself with. And you put your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah. I mean, I think like to go back to what you were saying earlier about the collaboration and, you know, over competition, I think that is one of the biggest things that I see with our group and with like my brokerage itself. Um, I'm with EXP Realty and I feel like there is just this massive amount of collaboration with everybody and our team. We have a, a pretty large team here. We're in a couple different states, but locally we have about 150 agents or so. And I mean, we're direct, we're direct competitors. But we can sit in a room and we can have a conversation about what, what's working for you. How are you doing that? How are we you know, working together? Whereas some other brokerages, I know it's a little bit more dog eat dog. Um, but that also goes to you know working with other agents. I love when I see somebody on a listing and I say, oh, I know this agent. Mm-hmm. They love me. Like, we'll, we'll get this done. You know, so having those, I try really hard not to burn bridges. Like, even if somebody just oof, makes me want to, like, flip a table, I'm still going to try to be as nice as I can to them because I know that their name's going to come up again. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Every, everybody's got the same goal. Get, yeah. get, the, get the client to the finish table. Get the seller to the finish table so that we can all be happy and get it done. I mean, yeah. it's there's no reason to burn bridges. Like you said, too many people out there do that. And then it comes back and bites you in the butt when you you know have to deal with that. And the same thing over the weekend, I got a call on an offer presented on Saturday. I knew the listing agent. She reached out to me on my cell phone. We talked about the client. By Sunday, we had the offer approved. And it's because of the relationships and everybody doing things the right way. And that's if, yeah. if you're not doing things that way, if you're dealing with a company that's not doing things that way, you know, just run, run away. I mean, there's a reason why these companies advertise with all their big money on TV and, uh, you know, get all your information, your $500 to tell you that they can't do anything. I mean, you got to just deal with people who have been doing this the right way and uh, have the backbone, like like Nicole saying, have a company that they're, they're willing to work together to get the job done. Becky, Harvey, Harry, my Myself, Lisa, we work together to get files done, regardless of whether it's my file, Becky's, Harvey's, or Harry's. See, I love about, see, I'm all about the vibes, right? You know, and I should be so lucky that everyone in the face of the earth wants to work with Becky LA Capital Mortgage Funding, right? Like, that's not what it's about. But it's about, like, to me, I want to work with people that have good energy, that know how to talk to their clients, that trust me, number one, because you, you know, you're worth your salt. And I feel like in this moment, you know, as the agents are being weeded out, 40% of them have even closed a deal this year, right? Because they were just looking for that low hanging fruit. So when that hustle, it separates you. And that's why I love, you know, when I was like, I got to get Nicole on here, you know, because we, you have good energy. You're one of the people that like, you can literally put you in any room. You're totally cool. You're honest, but you're the same all the time. And I freaking love it. And I want you to touch on real quick. So you just got done with EXP con, right? And that's another thing with that your broker, you guys put it on. It's a great event and everyone from all of the lands comes to one spot and you're, you're updated on your market trends. So I didn't get to go. I had to cancel. I didn't get to partake in that. I was sad, but um, I want to kind of hear about, did you guys touch on any certain things that you guys think like, what, like where the market's going for the fourth quarter, fourth and first quarter? 
Yeah. So they did. Unfortunately, I spent a majority of my time working. So I didn't get to go to all of the events. Like I really had planned on it. I had a a nightmare deal that was in not in good shape. It closed though. We could, yeah, we gotta, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> but yes, they did talk a little bit about that. I just wasn't in there. Um, so I don't know what they, what they were projecting on that. Um, you know, I just think that they, they really were working, you know, getting 7,000 people in one place from all over the country and world because we're a, a global company. So there were people there from a lot of people from Canada and India and all kinds of places. So it's not even just the U.S. market that they're touching on. They're touching on markets all over the place. So uh, it's different everywhere, you know. So unfortunately, I didn't hear what their forecast was. Okay. All right. Well, I heard a little bit about rates and where they think they're going. And obviously, we have our projections too. I mean, so there's going to be some information coming out. Uh, early part of November. Um, they are talking about, I think we might see just one more rate hike this year. Um, I, you know, we have our opinions as far as doing a little bit too much as far as these interest rates go. And I know John um, has his definite opinions on that too, but <laughs> I do think that um, we're probably going to see another rate increase, but I think that by first quarter, we're going to start seeing a little bit of a pullback because I do think that um, they're going to be doing a little bit too much at that point. What are, what's your thoughts on the fourth quarter? And then we'll go around for last thoughts and um, we'll let Nicole get back to her busy schedule. So what do you think, John? What do you think we're going oh, for? Me. Yep. Oh, yep. I, you, you, you know, my thoughts, Becky. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree that, uh, that, you know, everything I'm reading, everything I've seen, the, the, the historicals that we keep coming across is that, you know, the Fed is going to make the mistake of bumping the rates again, uh, and the rest of the world will start reaching out saying how uh, this is affecting their markets and we need to curtail. And we'll have to start cutting rates in 2023. You're going to see a recession, and with recession comes cut, cutting interest rates. Um, the scary thing is, is that the government thinks that the only way to get out of this inflation is to have higher unemployment. And so they're, they're wanting more people to be unemployed so that inflation curtails, which is just asinine thinking and not the way to go about it but you know my thoughts and uh on my on my podcast right <laughs> right all right harvey what do you got to say all right i'm gonna say positivity is the way to go yeah interest yeah. rate we already know all about that get that great real estate team together anyone listening out there truly work with individuals like us mortgage bankers that have been around a long time this hype about different two one buy downs we offer every single program but at the end of the day, Becky, we know that an individual, a client that sits down with us, we can show them all sorts of great ways to save money. A lot of times, it's knocking out that credit card. Uh, interest rates on those are, as you always say, 18 to 21%. Get rid of that nonsense in your life. Home ownership is the way to go. It's always been a winner. I do. I love that. And that's one thing, just to step back really quickly. Yeah. That's one thing when I talk to buyers, that's one of the first things they say to me. I don't know if I can afford to buy a house. I, I might want to buy one next year and I'll say, okay, well, let's connect you with a lender now. Let's get you, let's let them look at your credit. Let's let them look at your debt to income. Let's see what you need to do because they, they are the first step. They're going to be able to tell us what you need to do. If your credit score is not where we want it, they can give you tips on how to get that credit score up. They're going to tell you what to buy, pay down on. And I think that's like the very, that's the biggest thing right here is just making sure that they're prepared on that end. So I appreciate lenders who really take the time to work with the clients one-on-one and really handhold, especially first-time homebuyers. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And, and that's key. And that's where I pride myself with and the capital mortgage funding team, agents like yourself, because it does start with us, right? If you're thinking about buying, you can have the hungry eye syndrome where you fall in love with a beautiful home. But at the end of the day, it all comes right back to the lender. You have to sit down. You have to have the conversations. We do credit repair. We do bio counsels as far as like where you're at with funds, understanding what you can afford. And part of the conversations I was having yesterday was, I don't know where to start. I'm like, you're starting right now. You're doing the right things right now. You're sitting down. We're having conversations. We're narrowing down what you think you want to do, what you don't want to do, because sometimes finding out what you don't want to do is the clearest path to what you do want to do. And if you don't want to pay rent anymore and invest in someone else's mortgage, then purchasing your first home is the first step always. And um, I'm excited to kind of take the, you know, the future and see where we're going. The rates aren't going to matter. If you're paying 100% interest and you're paying 18% on a credit card, you can definitely afford to pay a rate in the sevens Good and job. invest in yourself. So um, I'm definitely happy. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us. Uh, this has been the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast, which is also brought to you by um, Fairway Independent Mortgage. We are an equal housing lender, MLS number 2289. This has been the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast. I'm looking forward to getting Nicole actually in the radio station with us. And um, it's going to be some good times. I got to pencil in or <laughs> pen us into our schedule. But um, we'll be in the studio this Saturday. No Hyman is going to be our guest, 9 to 10. We will see you there. And in the meantime, everyone have a blessed day and we will see you soon.